Hello and welcome to Drive Time Thrive Time for Divorce Moms with me, Erin Breeze. I am happy that you are here. If you joined me yesterday, you'll be glad to, to hear my traffic report. It's much smoother this morning. I was stuck in quite a, a backup here on the 405, which happens. It's what, what the 405 is known for, <laughs> among other things. And yes, it was a very long commute. So I was so happy that I got to use some some of my drive time to be thrive time with you. And and that's really what this is all about. This little podcast car cast is is taking time in our lives to be connected to our own journey in an intentional way so that no matter where we are and what we're doing, whether we're in traffic or out and about doing chores around the house or waiting in a line, any of that, that it can always be thrive time. And this is really especially important for us as moms, busy mamas and single mamas. We, we have to get really creative with time. I like to, to joke that we, we can, like, things should always be at least three things, like every hour should have, like, a, we want to seek the multiplier effect, right? So that if we're um, doing dishes, can we also be learning or inspiring ourselves with either music or a podcast or an audiobook? And, you know, can we use, also be using it as a decluttering experience. Um, you know, of course getting the dishes done just feels good to get the dishes done, but how can it also be part of our bigger process of decluttering our energy, our space, our lives, our thoughts, right? So we can really be using things for multiple, we got to do that. We got to be time travelers in that way and really get creative about how we use our time and be creative in it and at least it can always be at least two things right so we can be doing two things at once for like again with my little dishes example you're doing the dishes you can also be receiving guidance inspiration just joy through music or podcast or inspirational book whatever it is and we can we can do it always at least two things i like to strive for them you know a third um, and, and doing the same with our, with the driving time right now, right? So using this, if you are in the car like me, using it as an opportunity to be engaged in your life and really choosing to be in the driver's seat, right? So being in the driver's seat, sometimes we don't want to be driving the car we've got, right? So we resist the drive a little bit because either maybe the car isn't the car we had anticipated or, or that we want or we feel like we have some passengers in the car that aren't the passengers we wanted on this life drive right and so today I want to talk about evolution our own personal evolution and some thoughts around what it means to be in the driver's seat um and I think especially with the divorce journey, right, There's, there can be people that we now have to drive in our car <laughs> that we maybe wish we could say goodbye to and not have to have in our car. Um, and in particular, of course, we have our former partner. And I think one of the hardest parts of navigating divorce with children is how do I transform this relationship that went from at one point 
happy couple. Um, we imagine anyway, if you ended up married or partnered up in a long-term way and choosing to create a family, right? So you, once that was the nature of the relationship and then it went through its own journey, right? The relationship did and came, arrived at a place where it has ended. And we don't have guidebooks in our culture for transforming really any relationship on into the next thing very well. Like most of us have not been taught how, how do I do that? How do I, how do I end the certain stage, right? And in this case, the marriage stage, and how do I craft, create this, this next relationship? What's that even, how do I define it? What are the terms of engagement? How do I, how do I have it be something that, that I embrace and choose in my life? Because I see a lot of the pain and suffering related to divorce is in this space of, of um, not knowing, the not knowing of how to, to transform a relationship. And so I want you to know if that's, if that's happening for you, where you're feeling either that overwhelmed that this is impossible, this dealing with this person just feels impossible, um, or just like some sadness and confusion of like, how do I how do I do that? Please know you're not alone. Like that's, that's the evolution that's happening that we are a part of. And so while I'm talking on the one hand about your personal evolution and your journey in the driver's seat of your life and what that means, I'm also talking about this much bigger evolutionary process that we are all a part of, that our individual stories, our unique experience within it is one part, but it's a, it's a movement. There's this huge movement, evolutionary movement when it comes to, when it comes to human partnership, when it comes to how do we come together thoughtfully and grow and evolve and all the things and create families and do this in a way that creates space for continued growth and evolution. And, you know, it hasn't been that long that our lives have been this long, right? That we can look forward to most of us, you know, get the privilege of looking forward to many more decades than prior generations, right? Of good health. We have so much available to us to extend our lives and the quality of our lives for so many more years than once existed. And then, so that means we have so many more years then to continue to evolve and to grow. And the likelihood that we're going to do all of that growth and evolving with one single partner, I have to, like, it's not likely, right? It's not what we're seeing. So I feel like we have two ways to sort of look at this bigger evolution. One is we just are still learning. We're kind of in an infancy or an adolescence of how to even create healthy long-term partnerships. And I definitely believe that's true, that we don't have a lot of models for what this wants to look like now in this new age that we're in now. So part of it is we're figuring it out. Like, how do we deal with gender disparities within relationships? How do we share responsibilities when it comes to, you know, providing and the financial providing of our families and our household duties and all of the things 
from that, that go into raising children where there's so many conversations right now being had around like how to, you know, there's the discussion of invisible labor that, that tends to fall to women, like all of these things, all these ways that within partnership, we are, we are doing new inventory and uh, taking stock and, and reassigning. There's a huge amount of reassigning, right? That's happening. So so there's one part of this evolution that I do believe is that we're, we're figuring this out. What could this look like in a way that is has more benefit to everyone, more sustainability, therefore? Because if we are in relationship where we can really be ourselves and seek true partnership, right, then we can set it up for longer, to, to, to last longer in a healthy way. And of course, that is an admirable goal and something we pursue and want to take part in is a healthy, thriving partnership. And also, I think the other piece that we're looking at in this evolution is that we might, some of us, not be designed for being with one person for the long, like the whole part, the whole of our lives. It's a really long time, these decades. And so making space for a new interpretation that creates room for, you know what, like if our goal is partnership to be a place for our growth and self-expression and freedom, if that's really, if we want a level of freedom to be who we are and to grow and to evolve, then how can we do that and, and commit and promise that we're going to do that for decades from like in one, one moment in time in the present? Can we really know any of us if this partnership for both people will grow in that direction, right? So, and then of course, there's so many different kinds of partnerships and family systems and just so many, 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 many ways of expression that that we want to experience in our lives. And so, so this conversation today is really about like evolving and allowing ourselves to evolve and choosing evolution. Are we willing to choose it? Are we willing to choose evolution even when it means some uncertainty that can be really scary at times, even when it means the loss of relationships that we at one point thought might be permanent, even if it means going it alone and being solo at a time when maybe part of you really wants to be, wants, wants relationship, wants couplehood and doesn't. Maybe there's fear around being, being so-called solitary, right? And so to choose evolution for ourselves, like theoretically, I think a lot of us are like, yeah, I want to grow. I want to evolve. I want to give myself permission to continue to explore who am I? What is it that I want? And have new have room for new iterations of myself. But then at the same time, some of the what I'll call sort of symptoms of evolution <laughs> we don't really want cuz that feels uncomfortable. Right, because it brings the, the only way to live in a state of evolution is to embrace transformation. And if we're embracing transformation, sometimes I joke that I'm like, Can I just have a week off? Just a week off. <laughs> 
I've stopped saying that though with any sincerity. I only joke about it because it always seems that the minute I'm like, just just a week off a of transformation, just a week off. Let me just be stagnant for a week. Can it catch my breath? Like soon as if I'm like genuinely wanting that, something next big happens. Another move, another something, another big life change or event. Um, so we have to continuously, like we have to continuously choose evolution and remind ourselves sometimes, especially when we're in the midst of the metamorphosis that comes with it, that we do want to be here, that we do choose it above all because it's the only way. It's really the only way to find out fully who we are, why we're here, what we're capable of is to be in a constant state of evolving and expanding. And it is tempting to wish we could sort of hit pause on certain things. Like once I figure out certain things, if it's the career or the relationship or some, the place that I want to live, my home, like can't I just hit pause, right? And just be and enjoy. And yes, we want to have moments of stillness and mindfulness and presence and gratitude for the now. And we want to practice that with non-attachment because we can't, there, the, the pause button, you know, we can have the moments, but we can't guarantee, there's no guarantee on how long we have any of these things. And we, we know this, how little control we have because human life is filled with unexpected circumstances and events and accidents and injuries and illnesses and all the things that make humanness humanness, right? So it is tempting to want to pause. And I do want us to be able to pause within, no matter what's happening, and practice that stillness, that mindfulness. We talked last two episodes about being self-centered and coming to the center so that we can resource ourselves, so that we can rest, we can restore, we can get centered and grounded and remember who we are and receive our highest you know, information to make actions, inspired actions from that place, make them from this place of being self-centered and grounded. Yes, we want to embrace that. And we're doing that in this process of evolution. And the more that we can welcome the symptoms of evolution, (laughs) the symptoms of transformation, even when they feel dark and scary or alone in it, in some uncertainty and or a lot of uncertainty, that's, that's the really that's the invitation is to dance in that space and to continue to choose to look through a lens of evolution. What is here for me? What is this bringing me? What can I do in this moment? Okay. Those we can always find. We can always find that perspective if we choose what's here for me in this particular situation. What is this bringing me? could be additional insight, awareness, skill, relationship, something. What is this, what is this bringing me? And then what can I do from this place? Okay. And you know, I started earlier in the, we were talking about the, the complexity of the relationship. So if we're choosing evolution, can we extend that choice, um, to even the, that at times fraught or hard or painful, bear with me a second as this siren goes by. Oh, thanks. Thanks, little paramedic. He turned his siren off right as he came closer. Appreciate that. How did you know I was recording live um, or recording a session? So 
we, what I want to ask you to consider is like, are you, are you as intentionally a yes with evolution when it comes to your co-parenting or parallel parenting relationship? Is there a way for you to find even more, um, a deeper level of commitment to your own evolution with respect to this part of your divorce journey. And what I mean by that is, are you willing to be so committed to your evolution that even inside that relationship, you choose to continue to ask those questions? Why, like, how is this? In what way is this here for me? What is this bringing me? And what can I do to continue to evolve and to grow? And that means looking at our former partner as a guide for us as a teacher. Um, and that can be really, really hard certain days and in certain circumstances. And I get that. And also it is here for us. This relationship was here for us. This is one of the most significant relationships of our lifetime. That's already in place, that significance because of the history, the children or child, like, because it's here, like we, it is, it is not something we can and ever would want to attempt to write out of our story. So if we embrace the, our full self, we have to embrace then all of our versions of ourselves to evolve means that we are embracing the whole, the whole journey. Like you can't skip step, you know, stages. I'm like, kind of imagining we, a lot of us have seen that, like, uh, you know, the evolution of humankind, right. And looking at like the primate kind of the evolution of, of getting to the state of homo sapien that we are now, right. Well, if you imagine like seeing yourself, all the versions of yourself, all the iterations from birth till now, the continuous evolution that you've been going through. And this is this is, this is part of it, a huge part of it. And of course, right now, a huge part of it, if you're listening, you're connected to your divorce journey in some way right now. And so what I want to invite you to do is like, be so committed to your personal evolution that you celebrate all of it, that you're committed to looking through this lens of how is this here for me to help me grow and evolve all of it, all of it, all the time, including the most difficult fraught parts. We're not going to attempt to write them off or wish them away because to do that means we're missing. We're missing out on a big piece of our own growth. If we attempt to do that, we don't, we can't edit it out. You wouldn't be you with all these versions of the you before all of the aspects of you that were tied into creating the relationship and to creating your family, all of these versions of you are here, you know, you moved through, like they're a part of you now. And we, we never want to attempt to omit any of that, because if we do that, then we are, we're, we're kind of, we're not um, allowing ourselves to be fully whole. We're not giving ourselves permission to see ourselves fully. We want to be looking at all of these aspects of ourselves if we're truly committed to evolution and extend that even to the most difficult, most difficult, seemingly difficult right now aspects, including in particular today, we're talking about our former partner. And if we can just step, kind of go zoom, like if things are hard right now, if you can zoom out try and zoom out and look at the big picture of your life and the big patterns and how is this 
latest episode, whatever it is that feels hard <clears throat> that you're dealing with, like how is this bringing you greater awareness? How is this here for you? What is this bringing you? Okay, because if you'll sit with those two questions and not judge, not judge yourself, not judge your former partner, just look at the big picture of how, what is this here for you? Because I promise there's something, there's something that's allowing you to see with more clarity who you are and your truth. And maybe there's a part of who you are and your truth that needs to be spoken and needs to be asserted or a boundary that needs to be set and communicated differently. Okay. It could be that you're seeing an area that you want to grow and improve could be in how you respond to something or communication or self-discipline around something. Like there's something here for you on your evolutionary path. Otherwise it would not be here and it would not be bothering you. The things that bother us are getting our attention. It's as simple as that. We don't need to judge our self for having triggers or upsets. That doesn't help us, right? What we want to do is go, huh, this got my attention. <laughs> okay. All right. My attention is here. My eyes are here. Like I'm looking and seeing and, you know, feeling this. This is like, that's the beauty I feel in triggers is it's simply getting our attention. And now what's so exciting in this work is that those big triggers, the things that kind of bother us the most have the most energy in them, the most, <clears throat> excuse me, charge for us to reclaim them, to like dissolve it in the form it's in and do some alchemy on it, right? And, and use it. This is our fuel. Our fire can come from these things that are, we see as our triggers. So I'm almost home. So I'm going to wrap things up and really invite you to continue throughout the rest of your day looking at everything that comes to you through this lens of how is this here for me? What is this bringing me? And what can I do in response? What do I choose to do that will further my own evolution? That further, it has nothing to do with anybody else, right? And sometimes I think we get ourselves all caught up because we don't agree with the person for what they did or whatever. So we're like focused on them and what they're doing rather than on ourselves. Like, what is this giving me an opportunity to do. And again, as women and mothers, I would really invite you to always be looking related to your truth, your voice. Is there something you need to say and speak about that you haven't as clearly? Is this giving you an opportunity for that? Is this giving you an opportunity to set or reinforce a boundary? Because those are two areas that very often our triggers are pointing us to. A truth that has that needs to be spoken again or spoken with greater clarity and emphasis or a boundary that needs to be held. And then we can integrate, we can look at that and go, okay, this is an aspect of me that's ready to, that's developing, that's growing, that has evolved. And then I can find gratitude for that because I want that resilience. I want that strength, that courage, that clarity. So I'm pulling up now, get Miss Harper get her off to eighth grade. Um, and just thank you. Thank you for being here and be in touch with me in the show notes. There's so many ways for you to reach out and let me know if there's a topic you'd like me to address um, and talk about. I would love that. I'd love to hear from you. And until we speak again, sending you so much love and sunshine. Bye.